Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is the series where we tackle all the exercise recovery methods out there, giving you our thoughts and bring you the latest scientific data as well. This week we tackle a really popular method of recovery in massage. Everyone always associates massages with recovery, whether that's from personal experience or you know seeing your favourite sports stars getting manhandled on a weekly basis. So people really are convinced that the 30, 40, 50 pounds they spend for a sports massage, for example, is actually working wonders. We wanted to find out, though, how much of this is actually scientifically backed and how much of this is actually perceived benefit slash placebo. To date, this is probably our most positive episode in the recovery series. So if you are a fan of massage, don't fear. We're not going to go ahead and say, you know, it's all bullshit. Anyway, let's get into the detail. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Good evening, lads. All right. Lads, that's unusual for you, Tom. You normally say gents. I know. Oh, sorry, gents. I'm trying to be more... Actually, it's not very inclusive, is it? Lads, gents. No, lads. there's no difference at all. You've just, you just, you just thrown me off. You <laughs> just I'm, I'm my sorry. Uh, Andy, I do, apolo- do apologise. We're off to a good start. We're a minute in. Great, great start. start. Classic start. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right, lads. Um, what, what's everyone been up to? Anything exciting? Lot, mate. I, I don't know, but I, I, I feel like the listeners haven't tuned in to hear about our boring lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've uh, I've been doing lots of research. So, Bill, before the podcast started, I was telling you that uh, I'm also a certified behaviour change coach, which is right. where Coach Tom Ridden actually comes from. Because here's a secret. I'm not actually a strength and conditioning coach. I'm just a fucking personal trainer. But legally, I'm allowed to call myself a coach because I'm certified as a behaviour change coach. So anyway, I was looking to some research to do with uh, behaviour change, and I found this really cool study from fucking donkeys back. Have you guys ever heard of something called a Skinner box? A what? No. A Skinner box. Sounds like Sweeney. So Sweeney basically, it, honest, it, it kind of is, Andy. If you look at the pictures as well, if you just actually Google a Skinner box, it's, uh, it, it does look quite horrifying. But basically, it was an, it was an experiment where this uh, researcher Skinner designed a box. And in this box, he would put a pigeon into it or he'd put mice into it. And in these boxes were a series of levers. And if the sometimes the boxes were programmed so that if the correct levers were pushed in a certain sequence or combination, that pigeon or rat would get food. And it was quite fascinating because they stuck a pigeon in this box and they didn't, well, it's going to sound weird, but they didn't tell it what the combination was. They could, they could have told it, but the pigeon wouldn't fucking understand anyway, because by then the software didn't understand the human language. But they stuck pigeons, so they stuck a pigeon in this Skinner box, and eventually the pigeon started hammering at these levers. And eventually it got the code right, and the pigeon eventually learned the code for the treat. And I thought that was quite fascinating, because what does that tell us? You put anyone in a box, they'll learn to feed themselves? Well, it says, but it, it concludes, well, this is what I think, it concludes that pigeons have thumbs. Oh, not this again. Well, <laughs> if, how the fuck is a pigeon going to grab a lever without a thumb? So obviously pigeons have thumbs, we just haven't noticed mm. it. When have you ever re-looked at a pigeon's foot? Maybe it's underneath. Just pops That's, out. I've never really properly looked at a pigeon's foot. But I'm sure if we actually notice it now, we'd be like, oh, fucking hell, it does have a thumb. 
Tom, I feel like we need to give you your own sub-series, mate, just where you can talk about birds for days. Or just That'd be it. Just get get out of your system every week. Just talk about birds. We'll have a little, sub, little sub-section. Or, until then, Google Skinner Box or just Google Pigeons with Thumbs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Could a pigeon open... It could open a spherical doorknob. You know what else you could do, though, Tom? Go on. It could give a massage. Which brings oh, us very could. nicely onto this week's episode. Oh, like a little pigeon just like you get into that deep tissue. A Thai pigeon just giving you a deep Thai massage. Hitting those uh, trigger points and releasing Breaking that. Breaking up fascia. <laughs> We're going to talk all about that. Anyway, as we've just alluded to, today's episode's all about massage. Back with the recovery series. So it's actually been quite a popular one. We had quite a lot of uh, feedback on Instagram in terms of our sort of polls about asking people about it because obviously it's a popular one. A lot of people like massages. So today we're going to discuss various ways of massage. We'll probably be looking at sports massage, deep tissue, which is pretty similar, relaxation massages, uh, percussion guns, which I know Andy loves, uh, power dots, sort of EMS simulation type things. Uh, basically, that's, that's what we're going to be looking at today. I think a good place to start, lads, would be have we all had a massage before? Yes. <laughs> Tom, why are you laughing? I, mean, I feel like you... <laughs> right, <so>. context, please. <laughs> right, um, I've never had like a. It's going to sound even worse now. I've never, <laughs> yeah, had, a... I've never had a professional massage. <laughs> so what's our massage? But I've had a massage from my missus. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's faces at all. Um, Andy, have you ever had a uh, sports massage? Yes, before? loads actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay, I've had, I've had a few actually. I had a guy um, when I was down in uh, Kent um, when me and uh, my partner lived down there. Um, there's a guy there called you know Club K, that guy yeah, Chris yeah. from Club K. Yeah, he did. He did quite a good sports massage. I used to get a few off him, but I didn't really know. Like after obviously after doing all this research, we found more into it. But back then, I was just getting them whenever I was sore. You know, when you've done like a hanging session, you go on, like a rest day and get a massage. But that's my expert. I've had obviously a few. Um, relaxation ones as well. You know, when you go on like a spa yeah, weekend yeah. with your missus. Yeah, we, me and my wife had one. It was really weird. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but my wife said she was cold the whole time and she felt it was really weird. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought it was all right. I quite, I quite enjoy them, to be honest. I think they're quite nice. I mean... Yeah, I spaz out. I do weird things. I fall asleep and then I'm like twitchy. So, <laughs> it's nice. I've, so, um, what about yours? Let's go back to your massage. Yeah, how's yours? <laughs> But no, like I've I've never had like a professional massage, but like um, I I, I have had my missus kind of like it, when I've got like really bad doms in my traps or I've been doing some kind of like heavy back work, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I have had her kind of like digging with the palms, etc. Um, I have so I have been away on holiday with my family in the past, and uh, I actually went to Turkey. And I remember my whole family, except for me, went and got a Turkish massage. I mean, I've got one of them, remember- actually, as well. Did you do the bath as well, like, before they get the fucking phone? Yeah, they got the yeah. full thin uh, yeah, phone mental, in cold yeah. water, hot water, fire extinguisher, whatever else. I don't know. I don't know what went on behind closed doors. But I do remember when they came out, they was like just human jelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just walking back to the hotel, like just like in absolute bits, in a good way, in a good way. I feel like so. I feel like we need to jump straight into some data because we're all talking about the, how we feel after a massage. But I think you've got to be careful. If it's quite anecdotal, and there's a lot of bias bias involved when people talk about massages because they're not cheap, are they? Um, they can be quite expensive. Um, 
and obviously they make you feel good so anecdotally you're always probably going to come away with saying oh it felt like it did something whether that hurt because it was a sports massage or if it was a relaxation when it felt good you're always going to come away with feeling like there was some benefit however obviously we can't take someone's word for it we have to look into the uh the data we'll start with a big bit of data here so i've got a sort of whopping meter analysis from 2018 here this looks at 99 studies so that's oh, a, that that's a lot thick. Of, that's a lot of data. Nin- that's a thick 99 you could stick a flake in that that is a f- dummy thick so it's, a, it's a thick marionette. So this this one basically looked at various methods of recovery. So it looked at 10 different methods and it evaluated the impact of these recovery techniques on delayed onset muscle soreness. So DOMS, perceived fatigue, muscle damage and inflammatory markers after physical exercise. So obviously this episode is about massage. So what did this marionette talk about massage? Basically, massage tended to be the best for just about everything. So we'll leave the episode there, lads, and I'll, uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs> But on a serious note, though, it's um, it well, it did come out on top of everything, so it seems pretty good, right? But let's dig deeper on this one. So, if we've ever got a massage, let's think back. When have you ever got a massage? I've always got mine on like a rest day, for example, so like a day after a training session. Yeah. When have you ever got yours? Yeah, it's always been day, day after, after. Yeah. But this, so this study actually, when it looked at all these recovery methods, they were all done straight after training. So they would do their arduous physical exercise and then they'd go straight into the recovery modality. So they'd do a lifting session straight into a massage. So all these benefits are based on getting recovery done straight after, not unlike other days. So that's kind of why... I mean, something that is highlighted in this particular meta-analysis as well is it does say such an improvement might impact perceived fatigue and our mate analysis revealed that massage was the most effective technique to reduce perceived fatigue. So I know this is kind of something we kept on kind of alluding to uh, in regards to our recovery series, but when it comes to DOMS, a lot of it is about perception. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, I do, don't get me wrong, a massage is nice. It is nice. In fact, I want to quickly go back two steps. Like, massage is like a type of manual therapy. Um, Manual therapy may, may not have uses in certain situations, but in regards to this particular episode, we are talking about in the context of recovery. So recovery in two different ways. One, DOMS, does it alleviate DOMS, muscle soreness? And two, recovery is in, is it going to aid in our performance, usually after the recovery session? So anywhere up to, is it like 96 hours? May it have a positive effect? Um, but yeah, we are talking. So we're not talking about in regards to say physiotherapy, like in regards to injuries, uh, etc. This is to do with recovery. So yeah, I mean that should be obvious because it's a recovery series. But I just want to point that out. But yeah, in regards to DOMS, it is mostly perception, in my opinion. Yeah, and I feel like with massage as well. That with massage, there's more of a physical interaction. So you feel like there's more there's more being done compared yeah. to other modalities. Let's say you go for a walk. You're just kind of relying on people telling you that going for a walk is going to do you some good. Whereas with a massage, you actually feel someone getting hands on. So you feel like there's actually something physically yeah, working, your yeah. worth. which gives you that more. Yeah, of course, that's it. Um, Plus, it's kind of like foam. In a, it is pretty much foam rolling at the end of the day. So you can kind of like. Uh, I, say I, I think massage is a bit more like foam rolling, is, but most people don't know what they're doing. There's never really enough pressure there. You can't really get into those. You, you can't get as. Um, close and personal ah, with uh, foam you can't get as massage. deep as well like the thing people yeah. getting them so I understand what you're I understand what you're saying but if you remember back from our foam rolling episode we did kind of conclude in, in order for foam roll to be perceived as effective it only has to be about oh yeah, like yeah. three out of ten on like yeah, a yeah, scale fair, yeah fair enough actually so that's a good point yeah. don't get me wrong like to, now whenever I've used do you know what prior prior to doing that episode on foam rolling 
Um, I always had the, the belief that in order for a foam roller to be somewhat effective, you had to dig into the tissue hard. So actually looking into the research prior to that episode actually changed my perception, sorry, refined my opinion on how hard I should go with deep tissue massage. So I wonder if it's a, if it's a similar kind of thing. That'd be interesting. I, I mean, this this particular study didn't seem to specify from what I saw the, in, the intensity of each individual massage because everyone's going to be different. Even if someone says, if a masseuse says they're doing a hard massage, that's going to be different for every masseuse because everyone's everyone's masseuse is going to be different like, you know it depends on how big they are you know what i mean if, if one prefers to go even again harder, you know it's, again, it's how, very subjective how they are that how their body type is you know what i mean you you can touch someone and it can feel yeah. heavy and you can touch someone and it's like now because like i give my missus massages all the time from like all her heavy like housewiving that she does and like working at night so when i get home i just like fucking help her. and she's always like oh you're too hard too hard but then in reality when she like works on mine, I'm like, "Are you gonna start now? Let's fucking go! Come on, exactly. hurry up!" Yeah, just, <laughs> and then yeah. she's like got a little sledgehammer, it's, like smashing it into my back, and I'm like, "Let's go!" Oh, you know therapy. That's a that's a different episode. But, um, <laughs> looking at all this research and that, um, how do I put it? It was very. It's not very clear, and like it doesn't say that they do very well. But I want to say that they're all liars. Um, <laughs> like all the science that says it doesn't really do a lot, like massively increase, is bullshit. It's all lies. Don't listen to it. On this one, the science is a lie. Because um, feeling good means good and uh, becomes good. Disclaimer, the, the, the science isn't wrong. No, just uh, on this one. Just on this one. <laughs> okay. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Anne. I know what you mean. Um I think it's because a good lesson on bias. <laughs> Dom, Dom's is obviously quite subjective, isn't it? So that's why the papers have got to be careful. They can't they can't conclusively say, oh, it's going to remove remove all soreness because they can't do that. That's fucking as we discussed. That's very difficult to do and, in a scientific yeah, situation. Joe, you know, that's a point as well. Um, I think a lot of the problems does come from the claims made behind massage. So I actually have no issue with massages. Massages are awesome. They feel nice. What I do have a problem is some of the claims made behind it. So what, what is a massage actually doing? It might change nociception. So it might change our perceived feeling to pain. Also, that buzzword, blood flow. We're increasing heat, we'll increase blood flow, which kind of helps with the repair process. But sometimes you do get random buzzwords thrown in, which makes it sound like it's, it's, it's something that you need to do. You need to get a massage. You have to because you're... We need to break up knots. Yeah, I think you're... We need to release fascia. I think it's just them trying to... Because sort of it's company-based. But if you're talking like massage, this is this is people trying to make a business, like make a profit. Oh, it's marketing. And they're, it? they, yeah. are, they, if you ha- say they to have one, to market yeah, yeah. because they're trying to make ends meet and a living. Tom, do you want to quickly talk about muscle knots? Because I know you've spoke spoke before about muscle because that's obviously a big buzzword in the, in the massage world about people breaking up. Can can we have muscle knots? Do our muscles get into knots where a massage is going to unknot? I've not seen any convincing... Re- First of all, what do when you hear the word muscle knot, what comes to mind? My muscle is in a knot, like a shoelace. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I've, I've even seen people showing off diagrams of knotted muscle fibres... Um, I've not seen any convincing evidence that muscles cannot. However, however, I have seen people define muscle knots as like a trigger point, as in, oh, it's a, it's just a sore spot. And yeah, sore spots, sore spots exist. And I do tend to find that with myself personally, when I do have a sore spot, it's usually closer to where the tendon is, closer to where the tendon meets the actual muscle belly. 
uh, or getting close towards the muscle belly. So yeah, I mean, trigger points and muscle knots, if you define them as sore spots, exist. But when people say the muscle is actually knotted in a fucking double Boy Scout loop or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's I've not seen any convincing evidence. Um, if anyone actually does get knots, please send them in. <laughs> just yeah. send, in, send just us send a, a picture, picture of your, muscle of your actual muscle in a knot, please. If anyone sat there listening to this going, nah, like looking <laughs> at their leg going, that's a fucking knot. My bicep looks like a shoelace. Yeah. <laughs> a double knot on the older quadricep. Yeah. yeah. What's going wrong? I just want to quickly uh, conclude this this study we looked at, this 2018 paper. So if we go off this paper strictly, it's basically suggesting that perhaps the best time to book a massage would be after a big session because we've got to take into account that they're not cheap. So yeah. we, I, don't want to go, I don't want to go into too much of the other recovery modalities because we'll do them in other episodes, but there's other recovery modalities on there such as active recovery, which wasn't far behind, but which is essentially free if you went for a walk. Whereas a massage can cost upwards of, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 pounds an hour, yeah, maybe? easy. Which, if you have one of them after every session, that's going to rack up. So maybe after a big session, so for example, if Tom's doing his 5 by 5 at 2% of his 1RM, um, then he's going, to need to, he's going to need to get all hands on deck on <laughs> giving him a massage. But no, on a serious note, though, I want to quickly look at some Instagram responses because I've got some people here who said, when they have a massage. So I'll go through the list then. Someone said, when unable to walk or move properly, I feel like at that point, it's probably too late. Um, <laughs> if you can't move, a massage is probably going to be very painful. But then, yeah, that, that's just what that's what we're looking at. Someone's put on rest days. Now, we've just established there that most people get them on rest days because of the convenience. However, if we look at this paper, it's probably suggesting that because they did, because they did this research straight after training, there wasn't any research done on a, a day after. So it's hard to see if it's going to be as beneficial. But I don't see why it wouldn't be. Personally, it can't, once again, I'm going back to the foam rolling episode. If you want to do it hours later on, because, you know, once you finish a training session, you've, if we talk about blood flow here, if, if yeah, your main yeah. concern is blood yeah. flow, you've already got blood flowing because you've come out of the gym or training session straight away. You, um, could, you could say that with that um, that analysis of how much are they, how much is actually doing it with the massage, the fact that they've just come out of the gym and everything's pumped, everything's flowing nice, and then moving straight into it. I'd rather do it like later on in the evening or, yeah, on an actual rest day when I ain't getting that inherent blood flow. Yeah, okay. Someone's put never, but after this, I'm thinking of regular sports or deep tissue maybe every two weeks. I mean, yeah, if, that, if that's something you're happy to, to pay for, that's great. I mean, I think, especially if you're a professional athlete, they should be a regular thing just because of the data we've got and they could be beneficial. But, yeah, that's pretty good. Someone's put, oh, Kalina, she's jumped in. She's put, after long skis or if the body has just needed some TLC. I mean, fuck me. If she didn't get a massage after her world record, yeah, Jesus, she definitely needed yeah. one after that. Um, that. That is a time when I'd say, yeah, I really want someone to fucking give me a massage here. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Yeah. Someone put, if I had money, I think I would weekly. Yeah, as we said, they are beneficial, but it's not they're not cheap, are they? I mean, if you are you think, if you've got to pay that every week, like 40 quid a week, that's a lot of money just spent on massage, uh, especially there for people, are ways, especially in this climate. There anyway. are ways to get it cheaper, and I'm not saying go to a Thai massage. Um, in an alleyway. Yeah, not in an alleyway either. <laughs> but um, if you've got like um, a sports centre that does sports therapy, sports massage, that sort of stuff, yeah. college, college students, we had one in Kent, and um, to get their hours up, they've got to do a certain amount of hours per year, per module, or something like that. You can normally get them like really, really cheap. So we had them come into. Oh, that's cool. We had them come in, 
and they were banging out i think they were banging out about like eight to nine hours in a day just just from the, like the gym staff and that so the potential's there they must be sore though their fucking arms must be in oh shit yeah state. of course yeah <laughs> Do you know, they need a massage after. Yeah, they need a fucking massage after that. Massage section. Yeah, <laughs> doing the forearms in. Mm, there you guys go. Fuck's sake. Um, I've got a couple of people who say the same thing here. They, uh, one of them said after rugby and someone said often had them when I was playing rugby, which I think makes sense because rugby is one of those sports where you will feel, feel beat up afterwards. And I feel like a massage, you know, you definitely have that perceived feeling of relief. You know, you've been hit a few times, someone's getting on there, you know, giving you a nice massage, you're probably going to feel the benefits. Kind of like when we spoke about um, cryotherapy, like with uh, cold water immersion, etc. There might be certain activities where I might not fancy doing active recovery. You know, if I've just been battered in rugby, I might not want to go on a bike or go for a walk. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, I, yeah. you know, I think it's it's got its place, definitely. Uh, someone's also put three times a year, summer, winter, spring. So they've obviously got their recovery their recovery process put down there. Uh, Andy sent someone in, but I'm not going to read that because it's uh, incredibly... I did say, <laughs> what did I say? massage. What did I say? What did you say? When my bum hole hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a different type of massage. Uh, I don't know what you do with your know. pocket-sized percussion yeah. gun. But... Just let you know, after most workouts, my bum all hurts, so it's like uh, pretty much all the time. Do you use a squat plug? You have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Before we move on to this next bit, I want to mention, I just want to quickly go back onto the, the Instagram poll before I didn't mention it earlier, that I asked a question saying, do you think that massage is a beneficial in exercise recovery? I didn't specify what massage, but people probably assume sports because I was talking about exercise recovery. And then whopping 95% of people said yes, and only 5% said no. So that's probably our most positive poll result on a, on a recovery method. Well, it, it, I mean, this is why when I do polls now, I actually do them as like where they can actually, actually type something rather than just do yes or no. Because sometimes it's not just a simple yes or no. It's a it's a scalable, it depends. So is massage, uh, does massage work, yes or no? Well, it depends. It does work, but it might be like a very low... So I people, I did have a couple of people messing me actually. I had a couple of um, I had a couple of conversations with people where they went into more detail, which is quite interesting because people were giving out their context behind it, which is quite which is good because obviously it gave more meat to the bones of their answer. Um, I want to quickly go back to the study. So I said about the study about um, doing it after a session, but what I want to know is that does this mean that using one of these self-used percussion guns or massage things mm. straight after exercise is actually beneficial then? Because if you're using it straight after exercise, you're basically giving yourself self-massage. But then is it the same? Because do people know what they're doing with them? Because people haven't got the training like a, ma- a masseuse would. So when they're just sort of smashing their quad of this massage gun, is it going to be the same as... Depending on... So depending on what sort of... The, so if Theragun have their own app, that sort of tell like that walk and talk and I've um I've been speaking because we've got three at the squadron and that four at the squadron and people um they get walked through because I'm a big like because I used to put it on I used to just like lean into it like really try and get it in there yeah until I was told that that's actually bad because what you're t- in in you're basically doing is tightening that muscle up because it's you're being really abrasive with it you know what I mean you're forcing it yeah and the muscles tightening up so it's actually like counterintuitive. So you've got to really just let it go. And um, so the Theragun, even though it's £300, the Theragun has an app that turned, kind of turns around and says what you should be doing and how you should be doing okay. it. 
I'm not actually sure if this 2018 paper looked at percussion guns, but there's another meta here. This is really recent, 2020. This has got 29 studies, this one, uh, but it's more recent than what we just looked at. So this one basically concluded, just a reminder, all our, all our studies will be in the show notes if you want to take a closer look. But this one concluded with, although our study finds no evidence that sports massage improves performance directly, it may somewhat improve flexibility and DOMS. So in terms of recovery, DOMS, once we once again we said it's perceived feeling of DOMS, it's quite subjective. So um, but important thing to note with this study, this one excluded things like automated massages, so you know, percussion guns and pads. So this one actually said it excluded them. So Do you know what? Um so for a while now I've actually been trying to look for actual evidence specifically on percussion guns and i actually i don't think there are actually specifically percussion gun papers out there but there are papers out there where it's a you know like a like a wraparound a wraparound where like it does a pulsing massage pretty much vibrate yeah vibration i think we've got some studies in this yeah with some of the vibration Um, ones isn't it as far as i'm aware the conclusion is pretty much the same as the massage you know it might help slightly it's not like something where it's a must do or has like a apart from like the perceived feelings it might not have like a no, highly noticeable performance. Effect. You know what, mate? I feel like a lot of these papers, the, the main benefit they seem to sort of push because it's the only one they can really find is DOMS. And I feel like that's because it's that if you're some, if someone's actively doing something like putting a, putting a percussion gun on you or you're going to, if you're not physically, mentally, you're going to feel like it's doing something, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I feel like that's why the results are going the way they are. I mean, look, um, year and a half ago, I was very anti-percussion gun. And I've I've kind of I've flipped that on the head now. Um, I do think they have their uses. Um, I just think that when I was first exposed to them, they was being used in the wrong way. So I saw people using them like twenty minutes for twenty minutes before a gym session. Uh, you know, and then day time is a barrier, and that's just fucking yeah. stupid. To spend Although they can, there, there is data to suggest it can help before on like flexibility wrong, and mobility. Yeah. But there's other things you can kind of do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but if you've got a gun and you've paid three hundred pound on one, you're going to fucking use it, aren't you? But I tell you what, if I was given one uh, for free, or if I could buy a relatively decent one for dirt cheap, yeah, I'd have one, and I'll do it uh, at bedtime. You know, where I, I want to, where I've not got to worry about getting a second person to do the massage for me. I don't want to roll around on the floor on a foam roller or on a peanut. I can just. You know, get a ferragun. So you know what I mean when I say peanut, don't you? It's basically, it looks, you can make your own. It's basically like a self-massage device. It's like a, some people do when they get two cricket balls and duct tape them together. Oh, and it yeah, looks yeah. like I know a peanut. Yeah, okay. And that's what I mean by peanut because I mentioned I was, it the other day to someone else. Like, I was thinking, nah. a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> no, not an actual peanut. Uh, then that's not deep tissue massage. But yeah, if, if I could, I'd have a percussion gun because it's low effort. I could sit there and I could do it when... Blood flow isn't, you know, I've not come straight out of the gym and blood flow isn't already kind of happening. I'll do it at night when I'm chilling out or on my rest day and I can just sit there watching TV and just do it. So, yeah, if I was given one, I'd use so it. I, so I put them, I put out a, a poll and asked what, what people were using and most people went foam rolling and ferragun. And then I chatted to a few people on, like, why... And most of them had ferroguns. Uh, foam, foam rolling, and what they said is they would foam roll every now and again. And the reason they went towards the ferrogun is because now it's it's not okay. There's so many out there. Like I bought one for thirty two pounds. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you still have uh, the one you used to use before? The, 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 the homemade, homemade one. one. Yeah. yeah, I do actually have Jigsaw. it, but it's so it, loud. I just, I, don't get me wrong. It's like loads more powerful than anything I've ever had before in my life. 
Yeah, but it's it's not. Yeah, when you're in a gym, it's a bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just just for the podcast. <laughs> uh, just for just for the sake of the listeners, uh, what what was your original DIY? <laughs> so before Theraguns were like cool, okay. Uh, I was I was an innovator of my time, okay. So just bear that in mind. You was the original inventor. I, I was one of the original inventors. You was robbed. Yeah, I was robbed. So basically, uh, a friend of mine he bought an actual jigsaw plug in the wall one. And it still had the blade on, and he built, he put a squash ball on the end of it. And I said, that's really dangerous. So <laughs> I basically got a handheld jigsaw, battery one that you could hold in your own hand. Still with a jigsaw blade attached to it, I basically got like a layered system. It's really, uh, do you know, what? I'll have to just put a picture on the podcast and show you. <laughs> But a layered system in this ball, and then I uh, made sure it was all tight and secure and stuff. So you can't saw yeah, your Yeah, so you couldn't just like jab your own <laughs> leg with it. Um, but it worked. It was really powerful, really strong. Battery last for ages. Well, I've used it. Yeah, it was a good bit of kit, isn't it? We used Fucking it. Do you remember that time of that? Where was it? That, that, was that a Borf competition we used it, was it? Yeah, everyone, everyone turned around like, what the fuck is that noise? Andy's in the corner, some chicks around <laughs> his leg. Well, it squared me away. Just, um, I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of all this stuff. Um, a problem I find with most people is they're using it far too late. You know... If you're going to use this stuff, it needs to be uh, as routinely as possible. Regular. You know what I mean? Just like brushing your teeth, sort of like, like you say, at night time, sort of chilling out, doing your legs, but then we should be doing more than multiple things, not just like, oh, my legs are in shit state today, I'm just going to hammer them for 10 minutes and I'm going to be great because I don't feel like that will work. In, it's, it's too late at that point, isn't it? You need to. There's no point when you're really sore. Your body is just telling you it's in shit state. There's no. You, there's no magic formula for that. You, as we said, this these papers on DOMS, they're all. It's all perceived feeling. Like it's, they can't. Spin, they it? can't. They can't accurately say it's going to reduce DOMS. So you can't rely on this paper saying that. Oh, if I use a power dot, uh, not power dot, a theragum, and my legs really sore, it's going to magically. It's not. But if you use it continuously, it might hold it off. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, or it's just another aid to just keep, like you say, the blood flow going, blood flow moving. They are fucking popular, though, aren't they? I mean, that you know, you did a poll, Andy. I did one as well. I asked, um, do anyone own any of these? So I put a picture of a Theragun and the uh, Compex, you know, like the Power Dot things. And ninety-two percent of people said they Theragun. Just because they're so cheap now. I, I I had a lot of people that weren't even really into sports and that. They might go up for a Sunday run or just not just do a bit of general fizz, not like normally it'd be like an athlete type thing wouldn't it that sort of stuff or a heavy gym goer but it was like mums there was like some people that just do a jog once a week twice a week have one and i think that's do you know what i mean it's great that's you know why mate i think it's because a lot as we established from that that first um sort of poll a lot of people think massage is really good so that what they're looking at these machines are is that they're self-massage well, tools they're they're the version of a 40 massage, pounds right? on a massage yeah yeah, of course. They can sit in the comfort of their own home and give themselves... Oh, I'm, I'm not going to say this is good because I feel like someone who's got training and someone actually getting hands-on is going to do a lot better job. But it gives people that that barrier. There's not a barrier to getting a massage if you've got a gun in, the, in your own home. I have a feeling, it's just my opinion, but I have a feeling that the general public might have two main beliefs as to why a Ferragun is the bollocks. And that is, one... They just look extremely science yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, you know, some of them have like LCD screens, fucking retinal eye scanners, and God knows. Yeah, yeah, Nova Gym, but works. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one, <laughs> but works, yeah. Would it work in space, though? Oh, that's enough a question, mate. We'll have to get fucking what's that? What's that you could actually doctor, have two in your hands, like you know, because like a propulsion device when you're in space, and it's like <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> reverse backwards, going to the moon, fucking. Oh, Andy, <laughs> you could use your jigsaw in space because there's no sound in space. 
<laughs> You'd be squared, mate. <laughs> you know, we might find out that technically there is sound in space. We just never try anything loud enough. I'll tell you what, take, yeah. until take we got piss all you want, guys, all right? <laughs> but when your fucking body's in shit today and you're like, Andy, help me out. Actually, you were in that same thing, Bill. You were like, fucking, I'm in bits. Try this, mate. You were like, oh, yeah. Ooh. So don't give me that shit, all right? Or, or when Independence Day eventually happens, uh, like a national just hands out uh, Andy's jigsaw out the window of the space right. rocket. Tom, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. I'm going to send it to you, and I want you to try it. You'll fucking... You'll come around. You'll come around. Tom, as your missus opened that, your missus opens a fucking jigsaw in the post up. What the... With a ball on the end. What the fuck is this, Tom? No, my luck. I'll think that I'm supposed to take the ball off. I, I say I say made my second point. Yeah, the second one is I think people might assume that because it is machine operated, it's going to be more powerful, and therefore more powerful equals better result because it can get deeper into the tissue. But as we kind of mentioned, and kind of what Andy said as well about his one that has like instructions about not going too deep, you haven't necessarily got to go too deep with you know tissue massage if blood if increasing blood flow and alleviating DOMS is where you want to kind of go with this. Um, I mean, I would, I would love to have one just for say that like, I could just lay in bed at night, watch TV, and just have like a very passive mode of just going dugga 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 dugga. But one of my problems is I see people abusing it in regards to things like warm ups. Like I saw a video recently, like a, it was a CrossFit box, of course it was, um, <laughs> where one guy they were taking turns like lying down and just spending twenty minutes on each fucking person, and it's like go and do something specific for your warm up. You know whose fault that is though, Tom. That's a lot. If you look online, there's a lot of influencers. CrossFit is mainly. There's basically they're like promoting these products. But they're all promoting. They're all promoting yeah. like apps like GoWod, and GoWod yes. will actually encourage you to use your Theragun yeah. before a workout. So you're you're trusting this app because Matt Fraser, the fittest guy in the world, using this app. He's using yeah. this machine. So you're like, fuck it. I'm going to spend 20 minutes doing it. So that's why I, I kind of agree reason. with you, but I disagree with it at the same time. Um, and one is the the reason I agree with you is for yeah. Just like foam rolling, you can spend too much time, just like static stretching and everything, you can spend too much time that potentially is going to have a negative effect. But I would say it is a tool to potentially be used in a warm-up. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I agree with that. I mean, we've got, we've got data to show that it does help in a warm-up, like a Theragun can help, you know? Uh, Joe, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to refine what I said there. It can, because we have got evidence and data to show that it can increase flexibility and mobility. And for CrossFitters, where you're doing things like overhead movements, very complex uh, Olympic movements, I do. Don't get me wrong, you do look like a twat in the gym, just going. But, <laughs> but it's time, though, isn't it, Andy? If you've only got, if you've only got an hour, yeah. why would you, you're not going to want to spend 20 minutes with a Theragun when you could just get into the movement and if, take the fucking... <laughs> if, if, if people want to do that, you know, we live in a democracy, uh, but we live in a society, people can do that. But, I mean, um, time is a barrier. If people want to use that as a methodality, fair play to them, we live in a free country. However... However, I don't like the idea that some people might perceive it as I need to do this when there's more specific, more time efficient ways of warming up. And yeah, more specific ways is where I'm going with this. Yeah. So it's not absolutely useless, but it's much more efficient ways to go about it. Yeah, of course. If you've got if you've got if you've got the time, mate, if you've got like if you're a professional crossfit athlete, fuck it, most, go for it. Then you've got, I would you've got say most of these people <laughs> that have the time would would probably use one ninety percent of the time. Like it's all these yeah, like cool. yeah, all not? these some of these fucking smegheads that don't actually know what they're doing in the gym, so they're not actually warming up, they're not actually doing anything anyway. They're just that sort of I want to be seen or heard or look at me, look what I've got, look what I'm yeah. doing. 
And you're always going to get them sort of fucking eggheads cutting around the gym because that's how the gym operates. But I'm not going to say yes or no to it, you know. Um, I I don't I don't in the gym because I feel like a bit of a plonker. Uh, getting my ferragon out and everyone sort of like looks around like, what are you doing, you wanker? And I'm like, oh, don't look at me. I'm about to do some CrossFit as well and it looks even worse. So I don't want to fully... <laughs> as I put... You're already different yeah, enough. as I put my Straight bandana on, there. like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the weird kid at school. You wouldn't start dressing yeah. them like, you know... Lifting belt, knee sleeve, lifting shoes, gloves, head, fucking headband on. And that's like, all, all before I get the ferragon out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh. So, yeah, there's only so You're much. different enough as it is. You ain't got to draw too much attention. <laughs> Why have you got to be this way? <laughs> I'd like to see some more studies done specifically on like theraguns and stuff because at the moment, if we look on the actual papers, it's all as Tom said earlier, it's all these vibration stuff. So I've got another study here, for example, it says vibration guns were no more effective than stretching or normal massage recovery. The problem with that study, though, is it's got stretching in there, which we've established is fucking stupid anyway. So I found that paper pretty weird anyway. But um, the problem as well with these studies is that they're not very clear on the instruments used. Some of them are using kit that you'd never use commercially. It's not commercially used. It's science-based vibration kit you'd never use, so that's irrelevant. So it says, oh, it's a percussion a percussion gun study, yeah, but they're not actually using not. a percussion gun. No, they're not. Some of them even use vibrating foam rollers, mate. They use a vibrating foam roller and class it as like a percussion. Yes. Oh, it's not. Oh, so. no. yeah. I don't understand that. I've literally, it's just another marketing tool. My foam roller is going to start vibrating. How cool is it? I'm yeah, like, that's the thing. So me. I feel like we need something specifically on these devices, like someone to actually grab a, th- maybe Tom, maybe that could be a, a project for yeah. you, mate. Get yourself on a study, get yourself on PubMed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already on a study, actually. I've already been a subject in a study. I was no, actually, I mean, you've actually su- run the study, not, not a subject. Um, You've been telling them how to run their own study. (laughs) No, no. Infantry Training Centre actually brought out a... It was like a study years ago about injuries, and it was running from Citizen Catterick. They they was running studies on injuries during training, and it came out just after 2015, which was when I absolutely fucked my ankle in Catterick. So technically, I have been a subject in a study. Didn't know about it until I found it. (laughs) I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, they did the pigeon box. I said it earlier. Uh, Skinner box. I was Skinner boxed in Catterick. You were locked in a box with a secret code to get snacks. Yeah, and you had to use your thumb. I, I know. <laughs> you I know what thumbs. That, didn't they do that to you guys? Oh. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> Army 21. Yeah. <laughs> so now infantry, um, I'll probably just be smacking my head against it over and over I again. Do, I do feel like the British Army now, right now, it would be a case of there'd be a lot of dead... Dead bodies in this pigeon box. <laughs> in boxes. <laughs> empty yeah. that box out a hell of a lot. Could have just lifted the lid, mate. I don't know. Just pour them into a river. <laughs> Next part, lads, is quite something interested me quite a lot actually so we spoke about theraguns we've also got ems which is electrical muscle simulate stimulation so this is looking at things like complex uh-huh. and power dot so now i've got a power dot which is essentially four little pads which you would stick on your leg or face. whatever muscle you want to do not your face you turn you got an app you turn it on and it will start like sort of shaking around your muscle basically stimulating your muscle like ems would suggest so you'd assume like you said tom oh it's nice to sit in your sofa in the evening you know get the get the yeah. theragun on you'd think this would be better wouldn't you however 
Unfortunately, the the the, the, uh, the data actually seems to look even worse, and it doesn't actually support EMS in regards to recovery um, at all. I mean, you you've looked at that paywall study, didn't you, as well? Yeah, I actually got the I got the full study here. I mean, just just so people quite listen. Fuck it, he's fucked off. He's yeah, gone. Yeah, done enough of your bullshit. Yeah, he's gone. Out. Oh, I'm fucking I'm hell! Getting, I'm getting the powder out. Hold on. Oh, you're gonna pop in your eyes. Put him on your balls. Um. <laughs> I've lost half my power dot. Why are you look at your shelf? There's nothing on it. <laughs> oh, it is on there as well. I thought something looked different. Um, <laughs> no, like, so with this, it's. Uh, do you know what? Before you sent me a study build, the only time I'd ever seen evidence on this kind of stuff, and it was to do with uh, strength and hypertrophy. So this is like those six pack belts. You stick them on. And Ronaldo was like a big, uh, a, a big like, fucking promotes everything, bad, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he, he yeah. promotes everything. That kind he'd of he'd endorse yeah. poo sticks if you give him enough money. <laughs> he would, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to envision that, uh, and I can, which is actually horrible. Um, but yeah, that's them. That's it. Yeah. So these, I mean, obviously you can't. The listeners can't see them. So you've got these little things. You stick a cable in. This attaches to obviously pump. that. You put it on the little sticky pad on your leg or something, and then it will just sort of. And move around everywhere. Goes on your nuts, on your nipples and balls. Um, there's an app as well which you use. They're quite expensive. They're, 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 I think I can't remember how much I paid for it. I, I got sucked in by Josh Bridges and his little CrossFit YouTube channel <laughs> where he was selling them. He was like, "Yeah, guys, I got a discount code. Get them." I was like, "Josh Bridges, is cool. I'm gonna buy it." Oh, You've just I used it like CrossFitted. I've, yeah, I have, mate. Yeah, so let's not talk about. It. Let's move on. Um, next week's episode, no, but but as as you were saying, Tom, I'll quickly go back. So you know, you said about the the app thing. Yeah. Apparently, the only data I've seen which has got any benefits for these EMS is that perhaps if you use them in a very specific way, it can help with strength. Like if you use them in a very yeah. certain way, and that's the only thing I've seen which has got any benefit well, for these. Well, it, what it is in my eyes is it sending in it's sending a signal through to contract your muscle yes. at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. if it was to contract for a longer period of time and let go potentially, I don't know. I go to sleep with it on. <laughs> That's why I got. That's that. why I got six packs. I left it. Left it when I was a kid. I just seen it in my brother's room. Just, just put it on and left it on for like an like you know a when year. You, you know when you spray a spider with back with like raid or something, and they just fucking shrivel up. Just wake up in the morning like that because you've left it on overnight. Shrivel up. You left it on. But yeah, so I've got one. I I have used it before, and I do. I sometimes like, I got into the habit of using it when I was like really sore. I thought it was doing because I always used to think like you know we talk about blood flow that buzzword. Yeah. So I thought surely it's at least doing blood flow. But have you guys heard of Legion Athletics? You haven't, yeah, Tom. The, yeah, I yeah. have indeed. That's actually, yeah. Go I read an article about it on there, and I was thinking about blood flow, but then on that this article I was reading, they actually said that EMS does not uh, extenuate blood flow the same way as you'd expect from um, like a massage or a theragun, which was quite surprising. I was like, okay, that's quite interesting. This is obviously one article. I'm not going to say this is like verbatim, but that just the fact that it mentioned that blood flow was not in the same way with these EMS devices made me think, well, maybe it doesn't do anything recovery then. Um, maybe they are just a fucking bit of a placebo thing because you've buyers bias. I bought this fucking expensive bit of kit. It's doing something on my legs physically. I'm thinking, yeah, this is fucking working. This when really bias um, bias. The, the data is not really filling me a promise, which was quite upsetting. I use it, and the only time I use it, you've got complex, haven't you? Yeah. So the only time I use it now is for warm ups. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I've seen the warm up. There's a warm up mode. So, yeah. So I, I genuinely with like I've got super tight hamstrings. I always have. And I've always had like, when it comes to running, I've always, I've never been able to get like a, get my hamstrings fired up the way I wanted them. Do you know when you just, you can do all the dynamic stretches, you can do all the like the running drills. I've never been able to just get them so they feel like they're they're firing and they're good to go. Do you know like, 
like when you're looking at deads and that, you get like that band out, don't you? You do their little fucking crab walks and that, and it fires them side glutes, and you're like, yes, I'm ready to rock. I've never been able to get that with my hamstrings, so I use this when I'm running, and it gives it's about me five minutes, isn't it? Isn't it about five nine minutes? minutes? Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Okay. But yeah, and but I just charging your hamstrings. And yeah, no, basically, I, yeah. genuinely, if they they for me, they it's feel rapid, it's rapid fucking. Um, rapidly squeezing your muscle yeah contract is yeah. doing it rapid when you do them it's like the one I've got anyway it does 20 seconds on 10 seconds off basically like to batter on your fucking warm up yeah but it just you just sit there and it, I do it on my calf sometimes before I go for a run because it fucking obviously squeezes gets them nice and fucking warm and I suppose I'm not I'm not sure if there's any benefit I don't really do it at the moment but I mean I have before but I'm not too sure they did have some concluding remarks in the full paper for this and it did say when used as a recovery modality so not six packs recovery Electrical stimulation demonstrated some positive effects on lactate removal or creating kinase activity. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, creating kinase, I don't know if I pronounced it right again. It. Uh, I'm going to pretty much fucking quote the MDA here, which says, it's an enzyme that leaks out of damaged muscles. So it, it this study apparently shows that it can kind of remove that waste product, if you kind of know what I mean. But it does say, uh, evidence regarding performance indicators, oh, sorry, yeah, evidence regarding performance indicators restoration, such as muscle strength, is still lacking. In addition, most positive electrical simulation effects have been obtained on subjective parameters, such as pain perception. Oh, this cool. recovery strategy might therefore improve subjective feeling of well-being and could also aid athletes' attitude toward training. Mm, don't know about that a lot like, of the problem the, the is because they're quite expensive so I'd be very hesitant to, to recommend them to people on this podcast no, because yeah. the data is not very strong anyway and there's there's no benefit really on paper and they're quite they're, they're quite time consuming as well you've got to get all the pads on you've got to get the cable to get your wrap on you've got to sit there and wait you can't do anything when it's on you see uh, if they if with any possible benefits to this kind of stuff and this goes with massage as well and stuff like that I mean some of it might be kind of like low maintenance. You ain't got to do like a big setup. You can just do it there and then. Uh, but some of it is high maintenance. So yeah, you've got to like peel the fucking patches off and like super glue your tits and put the patches on and all that <laughs> nonsense. Charge up your Ferragun maybe. So yeah, with all this stuff, it might have a benefit. But in regards to the pyramid of what is most important to, you know, recovery. Yeah, sleep. This is kind of like, this is just like a couple of little bricks in that pyramid. So yeah, I, I agree with you. And I look at these tools as like us normies. Nor Bill's been sucking in. I've been sucking in multiple times. I look you back. Call me, all... did, you just, did you just assume my status in the fitness industry, Andy? Did <laughs> you just assume I'm, I'm a normie? normie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all are, mate. We all are. Um, not yet transcended. Tom has inducted me into the pain cathedral of the pain paladin order. So I feel like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to that more in a bit, but I feel like I'm there, all right? Oh no, I'm so just you've done something without. Like, so, you, so you've done something without me. Ah, oh, okay. Fuck you two, you're both off my Christmas card list. So, listen to what I have to say and shut up, both of you. You've annoyed me now. Uh, <laughs> um, I would I would say a top t- tier fucking, like, the best in the UK, that sort of stuff. These people that have have their nutrition dialed into, like, the gram, the, the fucking everything like that. They they have to have their, like, the set sleep and certain routines and that. Programming. So, so top would, athletes, Andy. You're I would, top yeah, athletes, yeah, top athletes. I would say they... They would use these to potentially get that millisecond one or two percent, or yeah, I that agree, percent or half a percent more. Yeah, where where we yeah. spoke about this on um, 
all these big ice baths, wasn't it? We were saying about how these small percentages, even though on paper it's a small percentage, for, an, for a top-level athlete, that small percentage could be the difference between first and second place and the difference between but a goal again, and a yes, exactly that. If, if we've all had it where we've gone into the gym and we've had that, we've had that niggle that's just it doesn't go away or it's just been there too long and you're not quite sure what it is and it can have an effect on you, if buying a Theragun... Feel like if you feel like you're going to do it, and do you know what? You put it on your shoulder where it always hurts, or your back, and you think that pain's gone and it's gone, then why the fuck not? Who are we? You know, if it's going to put you in, if it is buyer's, buyer's bias, yeah, if it is something that you pay for and buy into, I'm I'm down for it, you know, if it, if it feels like you perform well, because normally you go in the gym and if you feel like you're going to perform well, you perform well. You know, we all have them days that you don't. I get it. Bad days, yeah. But nine times out of ten, you set you set the standard high to going into a gym. Your outcome will be a lot higher. You know, if you go in like you're gonna come out going, you going off fucking gonna smash you're it. You know about what I mean? Psychological benefits. Yeah, and I yeah. and there are no studies on this psychological feeling, but I want to back it more than anything. The fact that. If you have a routine, let's look at every fucking deadlifter going, you know? They have this walk up to the bar, they put their shoes like they're just trying to put yeah, their rituals. feet into moon boots, ritual, yeah. swing their hands up and they come down. And this is all that we're doing. We're setting patterns and we're setting a ritual. Yeah. And yeah, and don't let anyone turn around to say to you and say like, Ferragun is a pile of shit or this is a pile of shit. If it works for you, keep doing what you're doing because you're on to a winner. I agree with you there, Andy, but all I would be careful is then people not telling other people they need to do it because then that's when you're telling people they need to do something that they don't might not need to. Just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. I think that's important. But I again, if, I wouldn't say to someone, the Theragun's way forward. I think it's a good tool and I sit some nights and I blast away on my legs just as a maintenance. Do you know what I mean? I don't even really need it. just like doing it. It makes me feel good. And I tell people that. I turn around and say, this thing has squared me away. Here's mine. Try it for a right, few days. Yeah. Let me see what you think. And then they're always coming back to me like, yeah, love it. Do you know what? Um, people don't like it when we say stuff like this. But when people say, is this good? Say it depends. Sometimes, yeah. maybe. And people don't like that. But sometimes there's not a yes or no clear answer. Is a Farragun good? It depends. No. Well, of course, yeah. is, is, it, is it good as in you have to have one? Your workouts are fucked if you don't have one. No. But is it good because it helps me and I perceive it to be helping me? Yeah, sure. You know, some people want definite, rigid answers, but sometimes it depends and everyone's different. I can get on, I can totally get on board with what you're saying, Andy. I'm happy to live and let live, but what I'm, I'm careful of is how it might interact with people's beliefs and perceptions about certain methods. So I've done people to become overly reliant on stuff. Yeah. I've done people to think that it's an absolute necessity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what I'm worried course. about is, if you become over-reliant on certain things, when that thing gets taken away, yeah, are you gonna... or something interferes with that method, yeah. it can completely change your perception. Oh, cool. And it can have yeah. like a knock-on nocebic effect. But I'm not going to turn around and say, it's shit, it's useless, because it does have a use. It just depends on the context. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, if I had a... If someone offered me a Ferragun, I'd fucking take it like that. <laughs> yeah, give me your address and I'll send you one, mate. But loud, I don't want to sort my leg off. I fancy doing some renovation. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Straight through my Andy, desk. 
Andy, you mentioned pain earlier, which is quite that brings us quite nicely onto our pain paladin topic that we mentioned earlier. So basically, these um, this power dot thing I've got, they've got like a function called tens. So tens is like a method of reducing pain, technically. So that's what that's what it is scientifically anyway. They're so, popular maternity wards. Well, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. People yeah. are painful. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna weigh into that debate because I'll get a lot of angry women attacking me. But um, so basically, being kicked the, in the balls is a lot more painful. Then pregnancy, and I've said it. I would just like to, um, to put this out there that this is Tom on his own, hundred percent on his own. Right, I am not having. We're not... going rogue. We are going rogue. Let me tell you something. How many women have kids and then say, "I'd love to have kids again"? How many blokes do you know that get kicked in the balls and say, "I'd like for a second serving, please"? I'm just going to say this is Tom fighting his own battle. <laughs> uh, he is a single entity right now. Uh, I've never seen him so animated. He uh, he is not part of the group. He is standing on his own two feet, and I am never gonna ever 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 say any anything about <laughs> pregnancy ever. No way. No, it's way no, too deep. No, 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 no chance. Um, Listen, let me tell you something. Pain perception is different for everyone, but every bloke tells you a kick in the balls is ten out of ten. There's never all oh, that was a light. A light free. <laughs> that was a heavy nine. <laughs> RPE ten on the ball kicking scale. <laughs> when my son was being born, and the doctor had his hands like so, my wife had to have cesarean, and the doctor had his hands inside my missus like stomach. Uh, I'm waiting to and see I, come running in and slap me yet. Hundred percent. I would a hundred percent rather get kicked in the balls. 100%. I almost died. I'm on neutral that. I literally, I was like, I went so weak, I almost shit myself, okay? Uh, that looked painful as shit, and I'll take a kick in the nuts. All right, what about, would you rather, as a woman, have someone's hands inside you, or as a man, have this inserted in your urethra? I'll what take that. A screwdriver. I'll take yeah, that. It's Phillips. It's quite a thick <laughs> one, isn't it? It's quite a girthy quite screwdriver. Thick. Well, if it's just a percent. There you go, it's quite fit. Oh, it's oh quite uh, Turn upside uh, down when you take that in your urine. Oh. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no there, Tom. Um, Can we move on? That's that. <laughs> the mention of a TENS machine has got us on this fucking mad tangent of putting screwdrivers in our ass, but no. Um... In your, you, 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 I just want to clarify, your urethra is not your arse, mate. It's your pee hole. Oh, is that what you said? Oh, my God. All right, going back to that, would you take this up your urethra? No. Well, there you go, then. I'm up. But you... <laughs> now that's manual therapy. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where to go from here. I don't even know where to go from, go from here. Tens machine. A tens machine works by delivering small electrical impulses through electrodes that have adhesive pads to attach them to a person's skin. These electrical impulses flood the nervous system, reducing its ability to transmit pain signals to the spinal cord and brain. Thanks, Atom. I didn't expect you to come out of a fucking <laughs> Google I just, of it. I, I just read it off Google because I had no idea how a TENS machine worked. You know what I found when I was doing my research and there's actually a, there's actually um, a current review going on to TENS and Pain. It's 2019 it started. It's not finished yet. They're, they're, on, they're ongoing. So I'll be interested when that's actually finished to see what they come out with because before that there was only a, a 2014 paper which suggested sort of potential benefits but that they said on there it varied. It was very dependent on people's... Um, personal tolerances so everyone's obviously got a different pain tolerance so it's very hard to get the figures of how effective it was because some people be like oh that's really sore or oh that's fine you know what i mean it could be like a tiny little prick on the finger and they could be like screaming you know it's um and again technology is always evolving isn't it yeah so it's going to be hard to say that the frequent tens is obviously based very much on frequency and as these devices get more um 
sort of smart they can obviously adapt the frequencies to more specific different types of pain different parts of the body um and i think that's that'll be it's interesting to see i want to see how that 2019 paper goes but um yeah i put in the notes here i was going to ask the uh, the pain paladin of the podcast tom if you got any further thoughts on tens and pain Mate, this is one of those moments where I have to say I've never really kind of looked into tens. It's very much a niche thing, and it's not something I've ever kind of really. I've never even considered that it's something you could kind of just buy off of eBay. Well, I didn't know. And, I didn't know until I looked at yeah. my app and it said tens mode. I was I, like, fucking tens, what the fuck tens? And I used it. And it was like a, it's like a vibration thing. It's weird. Because um, when my when my missus was pregnant, uh, they did say if you want, we can actually rent out a tens machine to you. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was one of those things where you had to kind of get it from a hospital. Um, and then just well, kind of leave it in your cupboard. It probably originated from there, used in that way for that. Yeah. And then someone's What's like, thought, medical. Yeah, I'm going to fucking smash this out in the re- real world. Be interested to see if the uh, power dot is actually as effective as a medical device. I'm going to say no. I mean, but surely it can't be too much different. It's just a this study you showed, isn't it? It did conclude that both high frequency and low frequency tens being shown to provide analgesia, specifically when applied at a strong, non-painful intensity. And high That's frequency relief, tens yeah. may be more effective for people taking opioids, which is obviously a completely different thing. So once again, I can't go in line with pregnancy. It's not really people deadlifting. No. So I know people use these machines, these frequency machines. There's a lot of them out. I think like they're called the Ghost or something like that. Ghost two, or I don't know, but. A lot of people say, like, for illnesses, like chronic illnesses, stuff like that, chronic pain that they get, that this can help them. You know what I mean? Not like long-term, like they use it once and it's like, I'm fixed, but it can subdue for a period of time. And well, going off the help. definition that Tom was saying, it, it's kind of just subduing that, that response to the brain and the spinal column. So it's kind of eliminating that pain temporarily yeah. while you've got sort of, Just sort of putting his hand in there going, nope, not now. Okay, yeah. now carry on. Yeah. It's... I mean, when we talk about pain pain could be perceived in various different kind of ways yeah, uh, you know happening. so well no but what i mean is like doms is a very different kind of pain compared to a paper cut pain yeah it's that sexy yeah. i love this feeling pain you're like yeah oh, whereas yes. a paper cut is the worst thing in the fucking world oh 100 um but like or oh, when you tear pain. when you tear the little bit down here oh fucking hell why have you got to say that andy <laughs> oh oh it's like weird weirdos. I, have you never I had that? Felt that. Yeah, I have that. It's, this it's is. Pretty... Do you know when you like biting your nails and you pull it and it just literally pulls yeah. all the way down to your knuckle and you're like, oh, this ah! is. Christ, Dad. Oh my god, this is pain science to a T because Andy said that and I can fucking physically you feel it in feel my finger. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Um, <clears throat> but so in going completely radically off topic in regards to what we're talking about recovery for, pregnancy completely different story, you know. But in regards to training, sometimes pain and fatigue can be actually it beneficial. Can be, it can be beneficial to us it's in a weird way. To you, yeah, you know you it's, recover. yeah. Now I'm not saying oh it's it's a good thing if you snap your back doing something that you wasn't prepared for, but it could be a signal for you. It could be a marker to say, hey, slow this down. is very fatiguing. We need to either slow down, or we need to recover more, or I've not yet ex- I've not yet got to a tolerable capacity for this this load that I'm using. So by blunting the signal, often you're kind of like, you're putting the blinkers on because sometimes pain and doms can kind of like show us where we're going towards in regards to our programming and training. And by just kind of like putting the blinkers on in front of that, it can it can kind of affect our judgment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Mm. Um, Hot tea getting brought in. 
What's Andy? Got two getting him. brought in. Yeah. Oh, nice. Is that because you stuck up for us saying that kicking the balls is not as bad as pregnancy? As <laughs> probably. I was going to say, if it had gone the other way, you could have actually had that thrown over I your head. I would have probably had it thrown yeah. on me. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking hurt, does it, Andy? I've seen this foot come across the screen and just sort of wipe me out there. You're, you're not scalded, Andy. You're just perceiving yourself as burning. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. You're not kicking the nuts. <laughs> on a scale of 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of perceived feelings then so the last bit of the episode I think we could go into is relaxation massages because although they're not really associated with exercise recovery I feel like they're good for sort of the mental side of things and just time to just to wind down I mean have you guys ever had like a a relaxation massage like a a spa day so say I'd say it wasn't a massage as such so I actually had one so I was on a rehab course and the guy took us it was, it was a relaxation. It wasn't a massage, but it was a relaxation. So we laid there. We, what we did is we sort of squeezed our muscles and then relaxed. And he took us through this process. So he was like, so you're laying on the floor and he was like, try and force your elbows down to the ground, then relax. And then it's like, try and force your bum down, like try and push your legs down. So you're like tensing all your muscles. And then he sort of just sort of droned on in this sort of monotonous voice. And he spoke about being somewhere different. And what happened is he put a sort of, he put us it sounds all to like sleep. a guided meditation, Andy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then, yeah, it was, yeah. But he come back in, and I felt amazing because, like, the way he brought us back in and that. But he had us like all doing like these weird sort of like tensing up our muscles really hard, yeah, yeah. and then like releasing and stuff like that. But the way that it, like isometric contractions, like, kind of, yeah, yeah. But it was, yeah, it's fucking weird. But I don't get me wrong. For about four hours afterwards, I felt a little bit spaced out, but it felt amazing to just. I just felt I felt really new. Mm. It's re- so, you feel re-energized, don't you? Yeah, you have that almost that because the sports massage then they never feel nice at the time, really, because they're quite brutal. Oh no! So mentally, you're never really in that relaxed state because you never get a chance to relax mentally nah. because you're just getting hammered. You're just hanging fucking, on, yeah, you're just like yeah, it's like an elbow in your fucking quad. Like, just hurt. Like, these relaxation no. ones they normally have like I don't know calm music in the background oil there's like about 15 litres of oil on your back fucking America's probably invading you at the same time it's um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting experience isn't it you know it's a... yeah, um, I think we have yeah. one American listener fuck <laughs> <laughs> but you, we... America I, I bet he is planning to invade us like, fuck yeah well, he, he is now he just heard he just heard there's oil in my back getting a massage. He's like, fuck it, <laughs> boot guns in, <laughs> door down. <Like>, hmm. <laughs> now, we do actually have a few American listeners, though, so um, I do... Add them to the list. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've just ruined that entire I mean... segment. <laughs> yeah. um, that's okay. I can I can pull this back. Um, I mean, this this isn't really like a, a gentle massage. I, can't, I suppose this goes back to deep tissue. Even in deep tissue, I'm very sceptical of because I don't think people realise how much force is needed to get to things like the hip flexors, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, like one word I hear of this, oh, palpate. Um, I don't think people realise fucking how strong, how tough muscles are. And muscles are, un- especially deep muscles, they are underneath, you know, layers of other muscles. So you might get a, a masseuse that says, uh, a sports massage therapist that will say, I'm now going to release your psoas. And they, they they really aren't because for that to happen, you'd have to have a fucking elephant perform the massage. But, I mean, um, in my local swimming place, um, we actually have um, 
It's kind of like a hydro massage. It's basically a massive water jet shower. And it comes out in just a big, thick plume of water. And it's, it is it is basically a massage. And it's really powerful. There have been times where I've gone swimming for a bit of active recovery, like a couple of gentle breaststrokes, well, well before when we was kind of allowed to go swimming. Do you remember that? Do you remember swimming baths? Fucking hell, that's years ago now. Um, so yeah, like after my swim, I'd go into like, the little spa section where these showers are. And I'd kind of start, usually like the traps and places like that. As I said, like I tend to yeah. get a lot of doms in my traps and my quads. I've got some image of you like naked in this little shower room, bent over. No, no, no. Spray just grinding up against the rising. And people, it's, like a kid walks in like, Mummy, what's that man doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if it went up my arse, I'd get fucking launched there, that power. It's spot. like a naked bear rubbed up against a tree. <laughs> yeah, just grinding against a spray. This is, I tell, this is part of the spa area, so you'll still have your trunks on. But I tell you what, these showers are powerful. And what, attract, what do spas attract? They usually attract the elderly. And this is fucking savage because the amount of times I've seen little old ladies pushed over by water. <laughs> pushed over is not the word. Um, I've seen several. It happens all the time, and part of me could, you know, wants to say to them like, "Be careful, it's powerful." But most times, the other part of me goes, "This is going to be really funny." And <laughs> <laughs> I've seen little old ladies walk underneath this and just fucking disappear. They just get fucking pushed under the water. <laughs> oh, I know that's horrendous, but, um, you know. It doesn't we, sound very we, relaxing. I feel like we've gone completely off the relaxation <laughs> matter. Not for them. It is for me in the corner, like, <laughs> check that out. <laughs> <laughs> what, watching old ladies get pushed over? Yeah, that's an effective mode of recovery. Well, isn't <laughs> I that get a perceived feeling of betterness. <laughs> you get that euphoric feeling of pleasure. <laughs> I feel much better now. It's exciting. I'm aroused. I'm getting that blood flow. <laughs> I feel like that was quite a positive episode, actually, on massage. I don't think we had too much bad to really say, did we? I mean, a lot of it's obviously perceived feelings, but I feel like we have actually got data. I mean, most of the data does point towards benefit of massage for recovery. I mean, I can't really... Okay, yeah, it points to it, but only in a certain a certain way. Oh, yeah, obviously, because there's only so many... There's limitations in studies. They can't look at every single venture. They can't be like... how when They can't look at different times, like every hour after exercise or what you did that time. Everyone's going to be doing different well, things. Well, they should. If you want to try and do that study, to, uh, Andy, you crack on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm I feel busy. like the papers, papers we've got, especially that matter analysis, mate, 99 studies comparing different modalities and massage, massage came out on top. I mean, that's pretty pretty strong evidence, I'd say. Um, but a lot of that did come out on top due to perceived feelings once again. Yeah, of course. But you can't go wrong. I mean, that's the problem with that. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, compared to the other modalities, if I didn't know what I know now and I was a subject in that study and I was told you're going to have all these things performed on you, yeah. straight away, my my preconceived beliefs would be the massage is going to feel really good. As I, said, as I said at the start of the episode, mate, it's because there's something physically going on. Instead of like a walk or you doing something yourself, you're like, what am I actually doing? But if someone's actually doing like a professional yeah. who's actually giving hands on with you, you're going to be like, oh. Not only it, that. Because we're, cause we're, we're, we're giving in to someone else taking control. Because yeah. we've all done a it. professional we've tried, like, that knows what they're yeah, doing. We've tried to rub our fingers in our legs and we just it just doesn't cut it, you know? And like getting a Theragun, it's like you doing it, but not you doing it. So it's like you know maybe, maybe that. Is that like that's why it maybe feels? There's actually a really interesting study, uh, and it kind of goes to what I was saying before about applying force, and it was to do with experienced masseuse, uh, sorry, experienced manual therapy uh, practitioners, and they was told to pal- palpate what they thought was an effective force on certain muscles, or it was something like that, and like all, all experience 
they were all the top of their game, or so to speak, so to say. Uh, and you know, some of them were performing the massage at a hundred newtons of force, then the other ones were doing it at three hundred and fifty newtons of force. So they all were told to do what they thought was beneficial, but they're all kind of doing different forces and different things. I said earlier, so didn't I? I said it's very difficult to determine what is the right force because someone's hard yeah. um, massage intensity is going to be someone's soft. So yeah. it's very difficult to actually... But these were all down. experienced masseuses, so it shows you that even with all that experience, it's all like, not only are the people on the bench being massaged, uh, is it about their perception, but it's also about the perception of the practitioner as well. I think this is uh, effective... But again, that's going to be with time, isn't it? You're gonna you're gonna kind of get into a rhythm of what you. It's like a, a sort of any physiotherapist, chiropractor, anything like that. They're gonna do things that they love to do, that they think work. Oh, definitely. They do. They have their. They do have different uh, methods, let's say. But the difference between forces, a hundred and three hundred fifty or four hundred fifty, whichever it was, it was like a massive difference. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think, as I said, like they do have benefits. Uh, all of these things we've gone to go over today with massage and ferroguns, etc., they do have benefits. However, I think they are highly overblown. Um, they're, they're small bricks. They're small bricks in the pyramid. You should not try and supplement the main methods of recovery, such as you know, things like programming, rest, sleep, hydration, nutrition, etc., Try and replace those with these small methods yeah. of recovery. Yeah. Don't don't. You but think- if you want, if if it's one of those things where every little thing counts, and you're in chance of winning fifty grand in the year's time if you win a race or whatever, then you know go for it. Yeah. Two hours of sleep, four monsters, Theragun, you'll be fine. To be fair, the monsters will cancel out all the big ones anyway. For fuck's sake. <laughs> if I was to conclude this anyway, it is like my my final thoughts on massage. I, I would probably recommend that if you are going to get one, just, just on a financial standpoint, save it for after your big session. So if, if you've got like a competition or you've done like, you know you've got like a big day of testing, like you've got a test day or you're testing your big legs, maybe then get a massage like afterwards um, and then save it for those days because for the most of us, every week would probably be too expensive and I just feel like you're better off spending your money elsewhere and saving your time. But if you're a top athlete, which I don't know if we've got any listening, yeah, obviously you're top of your game. You want to get that extra edge, so why not go for it? Yeah, agreed. It all depends. as which well, It all depends. Get t- we'll get on a T-shirt maybe, eventually. Definitely, probably, maybe, possibly not. But yes, also. We should have had Boris Johnson on it. Uh, I've 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 already said like if don't try it. Do you know what I mean? If someone's got it, borrow it off them. Try it for a week, two weeks. See if see if there's any uh, like proper good adaptations that you feel that are uh, in a positive light. Then do it. Yeah. You know, but don't just don't be that guy that sees someone so they must have it. You know, or or this guy oh he lifts more than I do, but he uses that so I should like this. We come into the um, the lifting shoes. Everybody does this, don't they? Like they're in a the gym, see some guy squatting heavy, he's got lifting shoes. Well, I need lifting shoes then, don't I? And it, it's this sort of like monkey see, monkey do. Well, that monkey also, like, what's he do? Like fingers his own ass and flicks shit at people. That's not the right thing to do sometimes, you know? <laughs> so it's not a case of monkey see, monkey do. But try it, experiment. If it works for you and it's positive, then, then do you know what I mean? It's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? You know? Um, and Sorry, again... Is that, is that massage or flicking shit? Flicking shit at people, of course. I'm glad we clarified that. Um, <laughs> to get comfortable. But again, it, if you like getting massages, but yet they're too costly, well, a Theragun 
is gonna kind of do that process. If you can't do a Theragun because of the price, foam roller. a foam roller will uh, kind we, we of. We keep do saying that Theragun, but it doesn't have to be the actual brand Theragun. There are cheaper versions again, online. Again, percussion gun, I is what we say. I, yeah. A percussion gun. I literally got one off Amazon for thirty-two pound, and I it doesn't have the fifty-five thousand settings the Theragun has, and it doesn't have a um, uh, its own WhatsApp group. But it does the job the same, you know. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it didn't cost it didn't cost me three hundred quid like a Theragun would. Um, yeah. So yeah, lads, I think we'll um, I think we'll wrap up this week. Been a good chat. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always, and I'll speak to you again next week. Mm-hmm. See you next week, gents. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. We know a lot of people out there were eager to hear our thoughts on massage, so hopefully this has cleared up any queries you may have had. If you've got any comebacks or comments for this episode, please get in touch via all the contact details in the show notes. You can also find all the studies we mentioned in today's episode in those show notes. Remember, we release a brand new episode every Monday, so to make sure you're notified when that goes live, hit the subscribe slash follow button on your podcast app. We will see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. See you soon.